It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Washington football with the Washington football team podcast with your hosts, David Harrison and Chris Russell. Find Chris over in the Team 983 to 7 p.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, and on the Radio.com app, and covering your Washington football team on WashingtonFootball at SI.com. And then, of course, you can find me at the Locked on Bucks podcast, as well as at BucksNation.com, part of SB Nation, covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. On Twitter, find Chris at WrestleMania621. Find me at DHarrison82. Find the show at LockedWFTPod. Chris, one more day into the week, and of course, we've got, we've got news to talk about. Um... J.J. Watt signed with the team. That's big news. But we've also got team-related team news coming out of the Washington football team uh, franchise as Ian Rappaport uh, projects or reports that there's a, a conclusion coming to a storyline we've been following since before our time together when you were solo on this show. Yeah, no doubt about it, David. Good to be with you, as always, and good to be with everybody. Um, you know, Alex Smith uh, and the Washington football team, it hasn't, be, it, it hasn't happened officially yet as of Monday night. Uh, but it is expected to happen, and it will happen this week. I, I was told uh, by a source, Ron Rivera just returned to the office on Monday morning, uh, and um, he was on a little vacation. So I think he was a little bit taken aback uh, by the uh, timing of the news. Um, you know, but it's going to happen. And it was always a matter of when, not if, in my opinion. Um, I don't know how you feel, but I'll throw this out there. I think this has zero to do and i mean maybe less than zero to do with the gq article and comments last week again i'm not sure how exactly you feel in in regards to that um but i think this decision was made a while ago yeah absolutely i mean i think alex smith went into that gq interview knowing that his future was in washington and kind of got caught up in his feelings a little bit i heard or read around the the interweb that he kind of backtracked didn't didn't change his comments or but kind of backtracked on maybe the spirit of them a little bit and i think to me that's a little bit of him understanding or maybe somebody getting his ear saying hey dude people don't like quarterbacks coming off of major injuries that are a little bit older that also throw their franchise under the bus so he kind of backtracked a little bit said hey no look guys I'm, i'm a team player and and i know how to represent the brand properly but yeah i think this decision has been made for for some time now it's just it's one of those things where you know, the NFL has a timeline and coaches and, and franchise understand that they just have to follow those timelines. There's no rush necessarily to do a whole lot of different things like, you know, yeah, Alex Smith potentially could be going out there and, and seeking out other teams and talking to, you know, other other franchises about opportunities. But really, nobody's going to give him what he's looking for pre-draft like the the. the the team that's going to give him the situation he's looking for most is going to be a team that misses out on a free agent quarterback, trading for a quarterback, and then drafting a quarterback. That's the team that Alex Smith is going to land on. So the the, the franchise holding on to him for any amount of days that they don't really necessarily, quote-unquote, have to, really not hurting him in, in a sense. But, yeah, I think that the, this is in no way, shape, or form retribution for the GQ article. I think that this pending transaction is, is basically what sparked Alex's words in that interview. Yeah, absolutely. And as we talked about last week, 
you know, again, I think Alex's frustration, and he has every right to be frustrated with whatever he wants, I think it was a little bit misguided. I would be more annoyed, uh, again, with how, hey, you know, I, I helped you win five games, and, and five and one as a starter, I came back in, you know, for week 17, you don't win in the NFC East without me, essentially. Um, so I think he would, he should probably be more annoyed uh, about that. The question that I had uh, for you is, is this, and maybe I'm looking at this from an internalized point of view. You tell me. Um, not sure if you heard it, but Michael Wilbon was very, very, very critical of the Washington football organization after the GQ article. Uh, and I guess on PTI with Tony Kornheiser, which is, you know, a show that a lot of people watch. Michael Wilbon speaks and, and people listen to what he's saying, whether they agree or they don't agree. And he was very critical of the Washington football organization for apparently how they handled uh, situations based on what Alex said last July and August. So what I'm worried about now is, is the Washington football organization going to look bad because now they're cutting him because a lot of people, whether it's right or wrong, David, they are going to look at, oh, you spoke bad about them in GQ. Now we're whacking you. Mm -hmm. Whereas again, this decision, I truly, truly, truly believe being around this team every day last year, I truly believe this decision was made maybe even before the regular season was out. I mean, they'll never admit that, mm -hmm. uh, but, but, but that's what I believe. Um, and, and I do think, Washington is going to look bad by national media figures that just aren't paying attention to all of the nuance. Is that a reasonable concern for me? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's reasonable just because we've seen it happen, you know, time and time again. But I think I'm hoping that this offseason with all the Deshaun Watson stuff going on and and the fallout that you can talk right. about, it depends on when the news becomes official. Like if if I'm Washington, honestly, with J.J. Watt making the decision he just made and all the reaction that's going to get and then Deshaun Watson still out there and Russell Wilson still out there and then you got the draft kind of hammering down pretty quickly and the new league year is getting ready to start franchise tags are about to start coming down or reports of this guy's not getting franchise tagged are about to come down. I would I would make the move now, like maybe Tuesday morning, Wednesday morning at the latest, um, pull the Band-Aid off. You might get one or two days of, you know, of the talking heads kind of not having enough topics to talk about to make this into something more than it actually is. But eventually franchise tags are going to start coming and they're going to start talking about the shift in the free agent pictures. And, you know, Deshaun Watson is going to reiterate that he still wants to be traded or something's going to happen. I think there's enough meat on the bone in the offseason newsrooms uh, that it doesn't have to become something bigger. But, yeah, somewhere someone somewhere is going to draw a connection uh, that Washington maybe owes Alex Smith a, a debt of gratitude uh, that they don't actually owe him because I mean it, it, this is just kind of the way the business is and maybe it's not right maybe the business is flawed but if the business is flawed that's not because of the Washington football team as a standalone franchise that's just the nature of the business and that if that needs to change so be it but it doesn't have to start in this situation with this team uh, veteran quarterbacks move all the time look at Josh McCown look at Ryan Fitzpatrick I mean Josh McCown just got released by the Houston Texans. The Houston Texans don't have a starting quarterback willing to play yet. Here they are releasing Josh right. McCown. So what does that say about, you know, the Houston, uh, you don't want to compare yourself to the Houston Texans, but uh, I think, I think the point is made. <laughs> no, hopefully, you, no, you do not. <laughs> hopefully there's enough food on the table. that They don't have to reach into uh, that casserole dish specifically, but you know, somebody is going to. Along with David Harrison. That was a fun. <laughs> that was good. That was good. Um, uh, so it just while we wrap this up, I mean, obviously Alex, you know, and there's a lot of different ways you can spin it. Um, we don't know where he's going to play. I mean, you know, again, Jacksonville is a possibility with urban Meyer, Chicago. What about new England? Do you think bill Belichick mm -hmm. and Josh McDaniel, you know, after a year of cam Newton, uh, you know, and still not having a lot of weapons, do you think they would 
take a shot at a guy like Alex Smith, or do you think that it's going to have to be somebody that he's worked with before, i.e. Chicago and Jacksonville? I, I think they definitely could. You know what I mean? Um, they could they could use some some good press for one, but also Alex, you know, still, if, if he is healthy and if he can, you know, come in and potentially be healthy, uh, he still d- delivers enough versatility at the quarterback position that they can do some things with him and maybe move the pocket or do some play action bootlegs and, and stuff like that. And uh, honestly, they'll be able to sign him cheap enough that if they get him into camp and realize he can't do all those things, it's not going to kill their team uh, by any means. And they have some good, some good, interesting pieces returning in the 2021 season from the COVID uh, exemption list, uh, guys that decide to opt out for the season that are now coming back. So, I mean, New England has the potential to put together a team that's not going to unseat the Buffalo Bills, but certainly could make some noise in the division this year. Uh, and Alex Smith, being a veteran quarterback who is smart and knows how to manage the game, uh, could potentially be a fit there just in a system that's more uh, looking for a quarterback to rely on the other side of the ball and the talent that he has on the roster versus going out there and being Superman. Um, another team that I look at maybe is, is possibly the Denver Broncos. You know, if they oh, can't yeah. make any of these other deals work, uh, maybe they go into the season with a young Drew Locke who has been a little rough but still shows potential. Uh, but then also uh, bringing a veteran that could either be a mentor or be that bridge quarterback if they do move on from Alex. Uh, coming up uh, in the next episode uh, of the Locked on Washington football team podcast, I wanted to ask you this. So I want you to start thinking about this, and you guys out there can tweet us uh, at WrestleMania621, at DHarrison82, uh, at LockedWFTPod. How will we remember Alex Smith besides the tragic injury? I mean, obviously, that's the easy one. But outside of that, how will we remember the Alex Smith era here in Washington? I think there's a lot of different ways uh, we can go with that, David. Absolutely. And uh, J.J. Watt is is a guy in the news for for leaving the Houston Texas franchise. We already knew he was doing that, but where was he going to land? If you put money on J.J. Watt landing with the Arizona Cardinals and you made a lot of money, but I don't think there's a lot of people out there that had that bet going. If you did, hopefully you had it over at Bet Online because BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all sports action, whether it's football futures, NBA, college basketball, the NHL game, with baseball swing getting into the swing of things as we speak. Bet Online even covers awards TV shows and reality TV. They've got you covered for all the news, scores, and odds you need, and it's the best way to place your bets. Plus, it's free to sign up. When you do sign up, use the promo code Locked On, and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, that's the promo code Locked On at BetOnline.ag for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, David, it's uh, March 2nd as this show debuts. 
news, but February is and always will be Black History Month. And the Locked On Podcast Network is honoring the challenges and successes of Black men and women in sports with a new series called Locked On Presents More Than the Game. This week's episode, Candace Cooper of Locked On Tar Heels, Ross Jackson, our buddy from Locked On Saints, uh, they discuss holding space and the balance of discussing Blackness in sports. Even though it's March, you can still celebrate Black History Month and listen to Locked On Presents more than the game. Subscribe to the Locked On Presents podcast feed on the radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, this is the Locked On Washington football team podcast. Along with David Harrison, you can follow David at dharrison82. Of course, you can listen to him on the Locked On Bucks podcast uh, and as well, bucksnation.com. I'm Chris Russell at WrestleMania621. You can listen to me with Pete Medhurst uh, on the Team 980, the Washington football team flagship station, and as well, that radio.com app, Monday through Friday from 3 to 7. Also check out Washington football on si.com. All right, so David, one of the things that I wrote uh, this week to start off the week was uh, here or elsewhere, and basically was designed to go uh, name by name, list uh, in unit by unit. And I started off with the offense of free agents uh, that would either wind up here for 2021 or elsewhere. And, you know, I just wanted to get your feedback and get what you're thinking, uh, because I wrote little blurbs on it. So I started off, of course, with Brandon Sheriff, and we discussed Brandon Sheriff last week at length. Um, I I still believe he'll be here somehow, some way. Uh, I think we discussed all the permutations. Uh, but do you ultimately believe that there's any chance that he'll wind up elsewhere? No, I, I really don't. I mean, when you when you look across the National Football League uh, year in year out, I think what we found is that fixing a broken offensive line is really probably the hardest thing to do, maybe even harder than finding a franchise quarterback. Eh, maybe not quite that hard, but uh, it's it's pretty stinking difficult to fix a broken offensive line once that thing is broken, um, whether it comes from confidence or just workability or what have you. So when you have a good piece, and, and there are some issues, you know, Brandon Scherf isn't completely perfect, but when you have a solid piece like, like a guy like Brandon, uh, you don't let him get out uh, without without a fight, without maybe even some some threats of some uh, you know, some lawsuits or something coming from the NFLPA, and that's not happening in Brandon's situation. So uh, I feel like he's he's in Washington, at least for one more year, like you wrote uh, in the article. Um, speaking of the offensive line, David Sharp is a guy who was acquired by a trade from the Las Vegas Raiders late in training camp, but he actually did play a little bit uh, mm -hmm. when uh, Cornelius Lucas got hurt at left tackle and they flip-flopped Morgan Moses over to the uh, left side from the right side late in the Detroit game uh, and then a couple of games afterwards against Cincinnati and Dallas on a short week. Uh, Sharp is, uh, I think, 26 years old, I believe. Uh, it was, um, you know, he didn't play terribly. He didn't play great, in my opinion, but he didn't play terribly. I don't no. know what anybody could have been expecting. Uh, a guy like that seems like a uh, somebody you would maybe want to keep developing. So I went with here. Any thoughts on David Sharp? Yeah, I mean, I think it's the same thing. When you talk about building an offensive line, getting depth on an offensive line is, is a little bit even even more difficult sometimes because uh, it's hard to see what a guy is going to do in a unit unless you get to see them in action. And, and the Washington football team has seen this guy in action. And like, like you said, didn't set the world on fire by any means, but also didn't set the ship ablaze uh, in, in the other side of the thing. So if, if he got better, if he's been coachable, and you imagine you know a training camp trade for an offensive lineman, typically those guys don't really pan out. But not only did he stay on the team, stick with the team, but he also got some live action in. Uh, that that says something about him, whether it's just about being a team player, 
or whether it's about being coachable. If you have one of those guys as a depth piece on your offensive line, you could do a lot worse. And he's not going to break the bank. Like, let's be honest, you're not going to have to back up the Brinks truck to keep him around. So uh, you got a guy who knows the language, he knows the scheme, and he's, he's got some some action. Some uh, He's seen some live bullets, as we, as we like to say. So, you know, if push comes to shove and he ends up having to play in 2021, you'd rather have that than a guy off the streets or from somewhere else who's just learning the language. And if there's no preseason especially, that might be the first time you see him playing in your scheme. All right, we continue along with here or elsewhere, Lamar Miller, veteran running back, uh, never actually got to take any kind of snaps. Um, and and listen, to be honest with you, I mean, not only is Antonio Gibson obviously really good and under contract, but Peyton Barber and J.D. McKissick each have one year left remaining on their contract here or elsewhere, Lamar Miller. Yeah, elsewhere. I think that if you're Washington, you know, you're either looking for a real cheap uh, a free agent option, maybe a guy that gets cut in training camp or another trade situation during training camp for another guy, or you're going into the draft. I mean, honestly, with the way that running back position works and most teams really not looking to ever pay a running back a second contract, you should probably draft a running back every year, whether that's a second or third round pick or a fifth or sixth round pick. I would probably go into it looking to draft a running back, look at my running back room. What am I missing? Is it pass blocking, catch, you know, catchability? Is it special teams contributions? I'm going to go draft me a running back that fills that hole, see if they can develop into something. And if you're, if you're lucky, you get two or three years of a really good running back. But typically guys like this, you're going to overpay even, even a vet minimum for a guy like Lamar Miller might be a little bit of an overpayment. So he's probably, he's probably moving on somewhere else. All right. Robert Foster, speedy wide receiver, got some experience, uh, made a couple of catches, didn't really make a huge impact here or elsewhere. So right now I'll say here, and I say that with free agency looming, you know, if, if, if the Washington football team go out and get a Curtis Samuel or, or a Corey Davis or, or something like that, then I think he's probably elsewhere. Cause I think you have, uh, you know, you have a, a stable roster ahead of them, but then you also bring in that new free agent and you look at this draft class, you can probably spend a draft pick somewhere. And so that's going to kind of impact that. But I mean, again, Robert Foster, he's going to be a cheap option um, again. So you're not going to break the bank. So, I mean, he could be worth keeping around and, and you never know, he might at least make the competition interesting and, you know, talk about ripple effects down the road. If he does enough, if there is a preseason or if there is a training camp, uh, he may impress enough during a joint practice session with, you know, the Baltimore Ravens or something that you end up flipping him there, there for a fifth or a sixth round pick. And now you've got some draft capital to play with later worst case scenario. So uh, he could still stick around, but I think more, he's got a bigger chance to stick around if they don't sign a free agent wide receiver. All right. This one I think is fairly easy, but maybe you disagree. Kyle Allen, an exclusive rights <laughs> free agent here yeah. or elsewhere. Uh, he's got to stay. You can't let, yeah. Ex exclusive rights, especially you can't, you can't let him walk. Right. All right. That one I figured was pretty easy. Uh, one big one that I, I, I would expect, you know, maybe just because in, in Washington, every little nuance is important, especially Jeremy Sprinkle. Mm -hmm. uh, this is a guy who I've covered his entire career. He's not a great catcher. He's not a great blocker. He's okay. He's fine. Uh, he did play. Um, so, I mean, he did all right, uh, he, but he's a free agent. And we talked about uh, O.J. Howard and kind of the need at this position beyond Logan Thomas, Jeremy Sprinkle here or elsewhere. Yeah, I think he's got to go elsewhere. I think he's at least got to start the free agents uh, period without a contract. And and if I'm Washington, you know, we kind of talked about the trade for O.J. Howard already. That's a little expensive. Uh, but then you have a guy like Richard Rogers out there as an unrestricted free agent who has some talent, has some ability and would come in. Uh, fairly cheap for a number two tight end. And if you if you go out there and get a guy like him to back up Logan Thomas and then you draft a guy maybe the fifth round or so uh, at the tight end position, 
then you have a, a pretty good uh, tight end room. And Jeremy, like you said, he's he's solid at, at a few things, not really good or great at anything. So I think you let him go look for another job and maybe you bring him back as a camp body if he doesn't find employment somewhere else. You know, I, it'll be interesting if they bring <laughs> that you mentioned Richard Rogers. You know, he was here uh, over the summer and, and because of the weirdness of the offseason, never really got a chance. And then he got mm-hmm. hurt in camp. So they let him go. But his dad is still a part of this coaching staff. Yeah. Uh, you know, so that name, you know, again, it didn't work out this time. But and that was partially because Marcus Ball, uh, the Ohio State product, had a good camp, uh, you know, but it could certainly work out. Uh, now again, uh, and if he catches a break from a health standpoint, so certainly I could see uh, that one final one. And again, I don't think this is much of an issue. Cam <laughs> Sims, uh, an exclusive rights free agent again, yeah. uh, and had really a breakout year. Yeah, I mean, exclusive rights free agents, like unless the guy basically doesn't have an NFL future, you're going to keep him on the roster at least a training camp. But Cam Sims has proven that he has an NFL future, so you're absolutely keeping a hold of him. No doubt about it. All right. Good job out of David there with his opinions on here or elsewhere. We'll do the defense on the next episode of the Locked on Washington football team podcast, along with David Harrison. I'm Chris Russell. Good to have you with us here on the Locked on Washington football team podcast. And you know, guys, we would only suggest you go to one place. I see their television commercials all the time. And here we are on our podcast telling you about rockauto.com. Whether you own a foreign car or a domestic car, whether you own an old car or a new car, if you're just looking for something for your vanity or if you're looking for a major part, why go anywhere but your phone? or your computer, or your couch, or your kitchen table, or hell, do it in in bed. Whatever you want to do, rockauto.com is the place that you want to go. Don't go to those big superstores that they're going to pass on all the prices and all the markups because they got to pay the employees and they've got to pay for those big, gigantic, again, super auto part stores on to you. They're not going to give you a discount like the local mechanic or the buddy down the street. Nope. They're going to charge you top dollar. Rockauto.com is going to charge everybody the same. They're a family business serving auto part customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com right now. uh, And again, you can get anything from engine control modules to brake parts, lamps, motor oil, and even a new carpet. And when you go to rockauto.com, you write in locked on on their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car or truck will ever need. rockauto.com. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. For NFL teams, the games may be over, but the work is just beginning. Join Trevor Sycamore and Benjamin Solak of the Locked On NFL Draft pod- Podcast every Tuesday as they go through their Team Takeover Tuesday offseason series. Each week, they pick a new team, take a deep dive into potential front office and head coach signings, roster reviews, free agent strategies, and they go through a team-centric mock draft. 
That's every Tuesday over at Locked On NFL Draft. Subscribe wherever you get podcasts. Back now, segment three at the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast. David Harrison and Chris Russell taking you into the last segment of the today's show. Chris, we've got our free agent focus, our daily effort into doing this, and today we're looking at Cincinnati Bengals cornerback William Jackson the third. Yeah, and this is an interesting one because, and you were mentioning as we were talking before the show, a lot of expectations uh, coming out of the University of Houston. And whether it's, you know, with the Bengals, whether it's just he's not as good, whether it was the injury early in it, it just doesn't seem like he has really, really been able to consistently put it together. He's had some flashes, he's had some production, but He's probably going to be very expensive, at least you know, eleven or twelve million dollars per year. PFF projects him with OverTheCap.com at thirteen point three million a year. I don't know about you, David, but that's way, 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 way too rich for my blood. And something you talk about all the time is the closer you are to the ball, or the further you are away from the ball. Teams seem to be most teams anyway devaluing that, and that's yeah. a classic case of here where you'd be almost overvaluing. Uh, I think William Jack. Is that fair or, or do you disagree? No, I agree. I mean, William Jackson's a guy who needs help as a cornerback, and that's that's the unfortunate part about it. You know, uh, like we were talking about coming out of college, he looked like a guy who could really develop into a number one corner, potentially become a shutdown corner in the National Football League. It just hasn't happened. And and some of that might be size. You know what I mean? He's a little undersized at six feet tall when you consider that some of these receivers out here, you got guys that are they're six three, six four with gigantic wingspans that can get away from him or body him a little bit. Uh guys that are that are even you got tight ends out there that'll you know, offenses will get creative, move the formation around. Next thing you know, you've got him on a tight end that's also super athletic and can still manipulate him athletically. So, I mean, it's just – it's one of those things you said there's flashes, you know what I mean, and you did see those flashes, but injuries kind of derailed them a little bit. You wonder sometimes how much of it is scheme, but if you look at the Washington football team defense and the way it's constructed, any success William Jackson has – in Washington, if he were to come in compared to what he did in Cincinnati, is automatically going to be attributed first to the pass rush. You know what I mean? And that's that's there's some validity to that. And maybe there's some unfairness to that. But at the same time, if you're going to pay a guy $13 million a year on average, you don't want to pay him that knowing that you have to have that pass rush in order for him to be successful uh, because that's just not the worth of money. You know what I mean? Um and I don't think that for the Washington football team, they have a need big enough at the cornerback position to go out and shell that kind of money. I think that money is better served elsewhere and then continue to build your cornerback depth, depth through the draft, develop those guys behind some of your starters to potentially replace your starters as they price themselves out of the franchise. I mean, the one thing I would just add just to counter to that is Ronald Darby is a free agent. Again, we're going to talk about that uh, on tomorrow's episode or the next episode. So Darby's a free agent. Fabian Moreau's a free agent. Uh, and... Um, uh, and, 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 and those are, you know, two big questions, I guess. Uh, but there are plenty of other corners, uh, that you can possibly add, including somebody I think we'll take a look at on the next episode, which is a guy who is very complimentary of Richard, of, uh, of Terry McLaurin last week that we discussed, and that's Richard Sherman. Uh, so we will see about that on our next free agent focus. All right. That's going to do it for us right here on the Locked On Washington football team podcast. Again, you can always get in touch with the show. You can uh, tweet David Harrison at D Harrison 82. You can tweet me at WrestleMania 621 at Locked WFT pod um, and uh, get aboard and we will have some fun and interact with you guys. And we always appreciate our sponsors today. 
uh, betonline.ag and as well, rockauto.com. All right, until the next episode, that's going to do it for us. For David Harrison, I'm Chris Russell. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for downloading us. Please remember to spread the word. And this is the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.